The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Grace, works, lordship, salvation, election. How do all these things work out with each other, especially in Romans chapter 11? We will be talking about some of these things today, and we're glad that you've joined us here on Grace in Focus. This is the radio ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. Find out more about the Grace Evangelical Society located in North Texas by going to our website at faithalone.org. We have some resources there for you, and you can find out about our regional conferences and our national conference right there on the website, faithalone.org. Now with today's discussion from Romans chapter 11, here are Catherine Wright and Ken Yates. We ended our last episode talking about the election of grace, and I suggested, and Catherine, I think, said a hearty amen to it, (laughs) that the election of grace is not that God chooses who goes to heaven and who doesn't go to heaven in eternity past before you were born, and you you have no say-so in it whatsoever, which is what the five points of Calvinist teaches. Mm -hmm. But the election of grace is just simply that God has determined that those who believe in his son are saved by his grace, that it is all by grace. It is not by works. And that leads to, I think, support of that view here in Romans chapter 11, verses five and six. I just want to read those to you. Paul says, and if by grace, then it is no longer works. Otherwise, grace is is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. I love these verses Mm -hmm. because what Paul says in these verses is grace is the antithesis of works and Mm -hmm. works is the antithesis of grace. As soon as you take grace and you add works to it, then it's no longer grace. I'm sure... Most of our readers know grace means unmerited favor. It's not earned. But as soon as you say works are involved, then it's earned. And if I'm correct in the previous verse about God's election of grace, what he is saying is God has determined that his people would be his people based upon grace. Mm -hmm. And then he says, and if it is grace, then it's no longer of works. Now, of course, This is very appropriate in a chapter where Paul is talking about the Jews, particularly the Jews who have rejected the message. Remember, the word has gone out and the majority has rejected. Well, what did the religious Jews say? You got to follow that law. You got to have works. You got to get circumcised. You got to. Yeah. You got to keep the Sabbath. (laughs) That's right. And so they have rejected God's grace Mm -hmm. for a system of works. Whether it's what you eat or how you wash your hands or circumcision or keeping the feast or doing the sacrifices, whatever the case may be. And Paul says that God's election is based upon his grace. This goes back to three, right? Mm -hmm. Paul's just references all of those Old Testament passages and he comes to that conclusion. It's like. You can't do it. But. By works, no man will be justified. Yeah, right. No man will be declared righteous yeah. in God's eyes. And how relevant this is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Paul here has the Jewish people in mind and their emphasis on works. Like, for example, 
the man who comes to Jesus, what good thing must I mm-hmm. do in order to inherit eternal life? It's it's this or focus upon works. Acts 15, right? When the Judaizers come and they start saying, oh, you know, you got to, those Gentiles, they got to get the snip snip, baby. That's right. You got <laughs> to right. get gotta circumcised. And, and then they say, and keep the law. Yeah. That's all exactly 613 right. of those, all of those commandments. How much clearer could Paul say? As soon as you add works, it's no longer grace. And he just said, God's election is by grace. It's based upon grace. Mm-hmm. His choosing of not of people who go to heaven, but his system, if you will, this salvation that is proclaimed, it starts with grace. For it is by grace you've been saved. Through faith and that not of yourselves, not of works. Yeah. But boy, just compare this today. Oh, man. Yeah. Just the way that evangelicals, there's just a strong, it's in our bones. We've mm-hmm. got to add works. If not before, after. That's right. I, <laughs> yeah. I had a friend in the army chaplaincy and he became a free grace guy, but he came, he was sent into the army by a very works oriented uh, denomination. He goes, you know, he goes, people love to bring in works. If they don't bring it in the front door, mm. they'll bring it in the back door. Yeah. He said, in my denomination, he goes, we bring it in the front door and in the back door. <laughs> you know, what we're talking about is lordship salvation, for example. Yeah. In order to be saved, what do you got to do? Turn from your sins. In order to be saved, you got to make Jesus Lord of your life. In order to be saved, you got to put him on the throne of your life. In order to be saved, if you're a homosexual, you got to quit being a homosexual. Works, 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 works. And then they bring it in the back door and they go, okay, well, maybe you're saved by faith, but if you don't have works later, mm-hmm. then you that really proves, weren't saved. That proves you weren't really saved. Yeah, exactly. And of course, some denominations are very specific about the works. You got to be baptized here. I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. for example, the church of Christ, unless you're baptized, you're that's a work. Yeah. And Paul says, as soon as you add it, then it's no longer grace. You've, you've preached a different gospel. So even though Paul is, and by the way, let me just say, anybody who preaches, you can lose your salvation. Yeah. Now, up to this point, I've, I've talked about basically lordship and Calvinists. They would say, you can't lose your salvation, but you got to have works. They're sliding in works, you know, in different ways. But then there's other people who will say, and these are Arminians, you can lose your salvation, that if you don't have good works after you're saved, then you lose your salvation. Well, that's a salvation by works. Many people have quoted that line that they get supposedly get from the Reformation. We are saved by faith alone, but faith that saves is never alone. (laughs) And what they mean is the faith that saves has works with it. And they think that that is so deep and so profound, but it's a bunch of garbage is what it is because that's adding works. You know, they want to say you're saved by grace through faith, but there's always that but. And uh, as Paul says here, you can't do that. What's so sad is that you can have somebody who believes in Jesus for eternal life as a free gift, but then two minutes later get confused. Two minutes later, fall into one of these traps, which I think is part of Paul's point in Galatians, right? He's he's telling them, how could you so quickly move away from the message of grace, which is why I think, you know, another passage where we have that contrast between the works and grace is in Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith. 
It's just built into our DNA, isn't it? It's yeah. built into our DNA. You got to have works. You got to have works. And even when we're confronted with the message of grace, just as free grace people, when we say you're saved by grace and you can never lose it, that just gets so many people's blood boiling. Yeah. They, oh, that's easy believism. Yeah. That's, you know, you're, you're promoting a sinful lifestyle. You're promoting a, yeah. They strike out at the message of yeah. God's grace. They, but then that just begs the question, what's the alternative? If right. it is not by grace, then what's the alternative? Because Paul has made it pretty clear here in Romans that you cannot justify yourself by your works. And as soon as you start adding works to it, then you have destroyed the message of grace. And it is no longer the message of grace. Right. It's a message it's of works. Now, you mentioned falling in a trap. Notice what Paul says in the next verses. What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks. What is Israel seeking? They're seeking righteousness, but how are they seeking it? By works, mm -hmm. by works. And then he goes, but the elect have obtained it. Those who are in the system of grace, those who have accepted that grace, this is God's elect. This is what God has chosen in eternity past, that those who would be in his kingdom would get there because of his grace and not because of works. And then notice what Paul says. God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear to this very day. Now, he's, here he's talking about the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. What does he mean? You know, some people would say, oh, well, this is God's election. He has closed their eyes and closed their ears because he has determined in eternity past that they will not. They're going to hell. They're going to go to hell. Right. And there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Even if they want to believe, they can't. Because God didn't choose them. Yeah, and so he's given them stupor. Obviously, that's not what Paul is talking about. It's so sad, too, because as we mentioned, I think at the end of the last episode, it's not from lack of trying on God's part. It's not that he didn't send the message to them because he did repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And yet so often you will have people come to this passage and say, oh, well, the unbelievers, they can't be saved because God didn't choose them. Right. And obviously, and we talked about this before, but in Romans 1, Three times Paul talks about those who see the truth, mm -hmm. but refuse or are unwilling to listen. God gives them over to the darkness that they have chosen. And that's obviously what Paul means here. This unbelieving nation who saw Christ, saw his miracles, those who saw Paul on the missionary journeys and the miracles he performed, they heard the message has gone out. But they are insisting on their works. Yeah. The message of grace is unacceptable to them. They're unwilling to listen to it. They're unwilling to believe it, no matter what the evidence shows. And so God gives them over to it. That's what he means here about giving them over to a spirit of stupor. It's not that God blinded them from the beginning and never gave them the opportunity. They've blinded themselves in that they rejected what was offered to them. The trap that the Jews had was they had been given so many blessings. They've been given the law. Chapter 9. Right. And it had become a trap to them. It had become mm -hmm. a source of pride. They were not willing now to listen about God's grace. 
their blessings turn into a trap. And can I just say this? Calvinists and the Lordship Salvation people, same thing. They grow up in these systems where they have these great speakers and many books. It becomes a trap for them. They can't listen to the message of grace. The parallels are the same. We can grow up in a tradition that we value, and it becomes a trap when we hear the message of the free grace of God, that we have eternal life in Christ. And not only that, we can call upon him because of that grace, and he'll deliver us from the power of sin. It makes sense when you think about what Paul says at the beginning of this unit when he says his heart is just broken over them and he says I'd be a curse for them and it's not because the Lord doesn't love them or hasn't given them every opportunity but it's in their own foolishness that they've rejected it. Well I tell you this emphasis that Paul has on the grace of God uh, leads right up to our close and we say it every time but I hope it has even deeper significance now. Remember keep grace in in focus. Thank you both for that informative discussion. Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach Scripture clearly and without confusion. One of the best tools for that clarity, we believe, is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, we return to our Q&A format, and we'll talk about Are Unbelievers Already Doomed to Eternal Condemnation? Hope you will join us, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.